you set foot on foreign soil. Only this land isn't ruled by any country or government. In this land we celebrate music. In this land we celebrate games. In this land we celebrate those who compose video game music. Welcome to the VG Embassy. Embassy. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the VG Embassy. This is a show centered around video game music and the amazing online community of fans and podcasters that enjoy it. My name's Ed, and on each episode I'll take the role of Prime VGM Minister and invite a guest VG Ambassador onto the show to share with us their own video game music culture. Or I may share a part of my culture on a solo show. So, today we have... A super, super duper fun show going on. Um, so I have basically two hobbies in my life. One is video game music, and the other one is bowling. And I've been bowling once a week for a really long time. And me and my buddy John Jekyll, aka Mixix Master, were chatting. I forget whether it was on Facebook or Discord at one point, uh, but we both realized that we both really enjoy bowling. And so we started talking about doing a VG Embassy episode around bowling video games and bowling video game music. So John is with me today as my, I guess, bowling VG ambassador. <laughs> yes. How are you, John? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ed. I'm so happy to be on. This is, uh, man, this is like a dream come true. <laughs> I'm still kind of new to podcasting, so uh, the, the excitement could exude from me here for a while. <laughs> yeah, man. So how long have you been bowling and how did you get into it? Oh, man. I've been bowling <laughs> since I was like 10 years old. And I'm actually pretty close to your age. I'm 41 now. I think I'm a little older than you. Yeah, you're one year older than me. So Yeah, I've been bowling since I was about 10. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we had a bowling alley right by our house where we grew up and we used to go there every week. And, you know, they had the old, before they had the computers for scoring. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I'd go there, but starting in middle school, I'd score like tournaments, you know, for people and cool. I'd get tips and stuff. And, you know, it was really fun. And then, you know, from there, I just started bowling. Well, it was after that, but I started bowling when I was 10. It's like I take out my aggression. It's fun to hang out with the guys, have a few drinks. I usually just drink, honestly, I just usually drink Coke when I'm bowling. I, you know, I don't want it to mess up my game too much. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The caffeine, the caffeine always helps too. Yeah. I know that much. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's always, you know, it's always a good time. Very cool. Just that, that feeling of getting a strike when you see that the ball hit the pins like perfectly and just, man, that's there's nothing like it. You know, <laughs> there's like a particular strike sound. Yeah. You know, it just sounds different when you hit the pins perfectly. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's such a rewarding feeling. Oh man, um, is it ever? I've been bowling since I was little, too. My, my grandfather uh, bowled when he was younger. He didn't do it so much after I was born. But we live in New England, so duck pin bowling was really big around here. So 
being, you know, a smaller kid, I would, the duck pin balls are, are much, much smaller. So he would take his duck pin bowling and we would, you know, have fun just throwing the, the smaller balls down the, uh, down the lane. And, um, after a while, you know, I got bigger and he was like, all right, now we're going to try the real 10 pin, I guess is what they, they call it. And so, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. And then we would go every once in a while and I wasn't too into it. But then when I got into my early twenties, I had two friends, my buddy Jay and my buddy Steve, and we would go every week. I don't really know how it started, mm -hmm. but we just started bowling every single week. It's just a casual thing, no leagues or anything like that. Yeah. And then Steve, Steve was one of those guys that would like, whenever he does something, he wants to do it like 110%. So he started watching videos and like learning about the science and stuff. And he like, he's the first one of us that really learned how to like start throwing with a hook. And then he taught us like what he learned. So then I started throwing and I was like, oh, this feels much better than just, you know, waving my arm down the, down the lane yeah. and watching it go straight. And then your score improves once you get the hang of it. So we started doing that and we were going every week. And then, um, then my first kid was born. So, and then Jay had a kid and like, we, we didn't have the time to start bowling anymore. So we stopped bowling for like five or six years. Steve moved away to Texas. And uh, it was like, I guess three or four years ago, I was like, I really need to be bowling again. And my kids were older. I didn't need to be home all the time at night. So mm -hmm. uh, I texted my buddy Jay and I'm like, dude, do you want to start bowling again? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we, the bowling alley that we used to go to, like right in my hometown had closed and had been closed for a while. So we like went around the area, like looking at every single bowling alley, bowling at every lane, just to get a feel for like which ones we like. We finally settled on one that wasn't too far from us. And uh, we've been going every week uh, as much as possible for like the last three or four years. So I've been, I've been away from it for a while, but now I'm getting back into it. Oh, getting Kind of back into league condition. We did bowl in one league like 10 years ago when I was there and I got a, I got a really nice ball out of that. So I'm, I've been throwing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, bowling is just fun for me. Yeah. It's just getting out there. It's something to do It's something to you know, hang out with some buddies, just like you, um, have a few drinks, whether it be a beer or soda or oh, whatever. Yeah. And, um, just try to get better. So I got a little app on my phone and I track my scores. So I, you know, keep my averages and try to improve every week. So it's nice. I need to get that app, the, that app for write your scores or put your scores in. It sounds pretty neat. Yeah. It's called a uh, bowling buddy. It's on my iPhone okay. and it's like, it's like a couple bucks, but it, it'll, it'll keep your, keep track of your handicap. It'll keep track of your scores. It'll give you your average over time. And then over, over that one day. So it's really cool. And it's, it almost makes bowling feel like a video game because it's all being calculated digitally for you so it's really neat can it really get any better than that makes it feel like a video game can't get any better <laughs> like you said at the beginning bowling and video game music in video games that's that's like that's that's me right there it's, it's <laughs> blending the best of all worlds together so yeah. speaking of bowling and video games what do you say we get into our first track of the night sounds good let's do it all right so I have a feeling many people are familiar with this first title. Maybe not so much some of the titles that we're going to be talking, but we're going to start off with something everybody knows. That's right. Wii Sports Bowling came out on the Wii in 2006. This is the bowling standard game tune composed by Kazumi Totaka. And we'll be right back.
All right, welcome back. That was Bowling Standard Game from Wii Sports. That is the launch title that came packed in with the Wii back in 2006, composed by Kazumi Totaka. And Kazumi Totaka composed so much Wii music. He composed all the music for the internal menu screens for the Wii as well, and like the Mii Maker and the Weather Channel oh, and did the he? Shop Channel, oh, okay. all that stuff. Yeah. So I guess when they wanted to um, release Wii Sports along with it, they wanted to keep all that Wii music kind of as a cohesive feel, so they got him to do the Wii Sports music as well. So he had a really big job, I guess, for Wii Launch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of music. It was all really good music. I'm, I'm just I'm going through all those menus. Yeah, they were, they were great. The Shop Channel was always my favorite it just felt like you were like that old 50s samba style tune it was so great scrolling through looking at the games and hearing that music oh yeah yep feels like you're you're like uh you know shopping in like your pearls and your heels and like back in like the donna reed show look at this game how much is this one (laughs) (laughs) we points what are those yeah uh So, talking about uh, Wii Bowling, though, this one, for me, feels a lot like the music from Animal Crossing, because it's got that nice kind of an acoustic guitar feel, very relaxing, something that, like, K.K. Slider might be playing while he's just, like, you know, sitting on a tree stump somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) This is a great song because Wii Bowling was kind of, like, what they really promoted when they wanted to show off the Wii as being a family-friendly machine. So I think this music is kind of music that they chose to appeal to, like, the older generation, and then the yeah. newer, you know, kids would kind of find nice and soothing, too. So it doesn't really have, like, a like a bowling alley feel to me, but I think it just, it has a, a kind of a wide appeal feel. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, what's great about, about the, you know, when Wii came out and the Wii Sports, you know, they were trying to appeal to everybody, you know, older, younger, like you're saying, you know, it, mm. it got everybody into gaming, which was, you know, really cool. You know, you could play with your whole family, you know, all sit down, grab a Wii remote, just take turns throwing strikes. You just had to make sure not to let the Wii remote hit the TV. Had to keep <laughs> yeah. those Wii, Wii straps uh, strapped to your hand there. <laughs> yep, I was, I was honestly, and I will kid you not, I was a victim of a Wii controller being thrown into the TV. It happened. Oh, no. It never happened. I was, my, so my buddy Steve that I was just talking about, he and his girlfriend were over for New Year's, I think New Year's 2007 into 2008, something like that. She was a big bowler too. Actually, that's probably how Steve started bowling himself. Um, but she was a, she was a pro duck pin bowler. Still is actually. She's really good at duck pin. Um, but anyways, we were we were playing wee bowling, having a blast. It was like you know eleven thirty, counting down to the new year. Um, she bowled. She wasn't wearing the wrist strap. Her hand hit her glass in front of her, like that had beer in it. Oh no! So she hit the glass. She let go of the controller. And the beer glass and the controller go flying into the TV and completely shattered the screen. And we just looked at each other oh, and we were like, man. oh my God, <laughs> totally not. Like we weren't mad at her or anything. It was a total accident. But I was like, this one of those things where like you see in the magazines or like the news reports, like, oh, controllers are being thrown in there. T-. You're yeah. like, that will never happen to me. And then it totally happens. <laughs> so I blame we Bowling for that. Do you guys switch the TV or do you guys just call it a night on the gaming there? Uh, that's the only TV we had, so oh, we, had to, we had to call it a kibosh. <sighs> um, but you know, we eventually ended up getting a replacement TV, and we, we, cool. like, we didn't make her pay for it or anything. We were we were we were nice, but she felt really badly. But you know, we got a better TV out of the deal, so it was all good. Um, but yeah, bowling. I mean, we bowling is just the quintessential 
Wii game. Oh, yeah. Like it introduced it everybody to the motion controls. It's and it's a great bowling game too. Like it's pretty simple, but the the controls are so good that once you get your movement down, you can throw consistent oh, strikes yeah. or consistent can. spare pickups uh, all the time. And it's not like like motion controls before this were like like the power glove or like that U-Force or whatever it was. You know, it's like yeah. you, you, you could do the same movement, but it would have a different result on the screen. And this really showed off how accurate the Wii remotes were, even, even before the Motion Plus came out. Yeah, I just cannot believe, like, you could stand up, move the move the Wii remote, and it it would it'd be like you're really bowling. I, I was yeah, I was blown away when it came out. And this, you know, like creating your me, and then you start the game. You know, there's different games in there, of course, but you, you know, you say you start Wii bowling, and you see your guy there, and you might see your son's me behind you, or your wife's me. You're like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, it's like you're really at the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It, it did. Was, it was really it was, immersive. It was so cool. Yeah, very cool. So we are doing a little fun thing this episode. Um, John and I have decided that we are going to uh, give out some bowling scores for each of these entries that we have in our episode. And we're not using our standard numeric score system. We are using a four-point system ranging from uh, gutter for being bad, uh, split for being just okay, (laughs) spare for being pretty good, and then strike for being totally awesome and we're going to rate each game based on its fun its realism and its soundtrack so we're kind of going to go back and forth so i'll give out my uh fun verdict first and then we'll we'll go over to john and then i'll score realism and we'll just go back and forth so i mean for fun this game is a strike it's probably the most fun bowling game ever uh if you haven't played this game then you find somebody with a wii or find somebody with a wii u and go play wii bowling uh i I can't really say much else than that it's it's just super fun what did you give it for fun you have to go with a strike of course absolutely (laughs) we must yeah i mean have, (laughs) have you guys ever had any more fun with the bowling game talking to the you know vgm family out there whoever's listening Hope you guys have all played it. Like I'd, yeah, like I, I'd I, said. I'd love to hear some some fun wee bowling stories you guys have, too. Um, so now for realism, I'm going to give the game a spare. Because it does lack in like the real simulation style features. Like, uh, like lane oil, ball selection, etc. But the ball is so reactive to your movements that it makes up for those shortcomings. So if the game weren't so reactive, I'd probably maybe have given it a split for realism. But because the feel of the game is so realistic, I'll give it an extra point for that. So a spare for realism. What about you, John? Yeah, I'd give it a spare as well. Yeah, it kind of stinks there's no other balls you can use. You know, like you're saying, you know, there's no oil, different oil patterns. But, you know, when you start bowling, it's like you don't even think about it anymore. You're just concentrating on, you know, your hand motion, what works the best. And I mean, that's yeah. that's why I gave it a spare as well. You know, just it's yeah. just lacking those few options. But I could see what they were going for, you know, kind of showcasing the Wii, you know, trying to make them as fun as possible. So, you know, didn't want to get it into into it too much. You know what I mean? About exactly. The, yeah. Keep it, keep it fun. Keep it simple. And it's... Man, was it fun. It still is. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so soundtrack, I gave the game a spare, too, because the game has good, pleasant music, but none of it's really mind-blowing. Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, 
hum you a lot of the tunes from Wii Sports <laughs> if I had to. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's there. It doesn't get in the way of anything, but it's not, it doesn't, definitely doesn't deserve a strike, but I definitely wouldn't put it in the split category either. So right in the middle with a nice little spare. What about you? I have to give it a spare. Um, I mean, it really works for the game. And I mean, it's good to listen to outside of the game. But it's it's more of a soundtrack, you know, where it just kind of almost blends into the game as you're playing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, it it really works for the game. It's it's like happy music. That's the main thing. You like the the happy feeling you get just standing up and getting ready to bowl. And you didn't even have to stand up. You could sit down, do a little wrist motion. You know, you could. Did you stand up when you bowled Ed at all times? I mean, the wee bowling. <laughs> Uh, usually, yeah. I, I usually find that if I if I sit down, I start hitting the couch, because I because I wanna I can't bowl without it. You know, bowling so much, I feel like I need to do the actual motion. So like I, I usually take a step forward and then like throw like I'm really throwing in a real alley, and it just makes the game more fun. And I tend to bowl better that way too. So yeah. But you know, if you're if you're disabled and if you can't walk, if you're in yeah. a wheelchair, you can easily bowl and get really good scores uh, from a sitting position too. So. Uh, they really made it accessible for everybody. Yeah, because all my friends are like, why are you standing up? I'm like, because it's bowling. I, I got to get the full effect here. Right, Good, exactly. They're all That's... sitting down and like flicking the wrist. I'm like, guys, <laughs> come on. Stand up. You're Let's get into this. It. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it looks like we pretty much uh, met score for score here. We both gave it a strike for fun. Uh, spares for realism and soundtrack, which I feel is is pretty accurate yeah. to the game. Uh, let's move on to our next title. This is one that uh, a lot of people might not know, uh, but it's got a good soundtrack, although the game might not be that great. It's a track called River City, and this is from AMF Bowling Pinbusters. This is the Wii version of the game. It came out on the DS and the Wii in 2007, and it's composed by Mark Pennock. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. That was my first selection of the day, River City from AMF Bowling Pinbusters. And that came out on the Wii in 2007. Uh, There was also a DS version of that game, but it had a different soundtrack. This one was composed by Mark Pennick. I really love this tune. It's, uh, It's kind of a gem in a sea of poop because this game is terrible. But this one just has a really nice airy feel to it. It's got like towards the end, those little kind of like Asian, um, almost like crystal or bell pad sounding keyboards. Really, really nice feel to this one. What'd you think about it, John? It was nice and smooth, you know? It's like I want to take a summer drive down by the water and just cruise. Yeah, it does have a very like Kind of like an 80s feel to yeah. it, almost. You know, nice nice synth, synth sound, and then in, later it comes in with that uh, xylophone, you know, kind of sound towards the end. Yeah, almost like a marimba or something, yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed the track. Uh, it has a lot going for it. The rest of the soundtrack is actually pretty decent, too. Uh, it's, it's Like I said, it's really the only good thing about this game, because it's like one of those lackluster cash-in games. It's totally redundant with Wii Bowling as a pack-in for the Wii, because it doesn't add any additional features, and the bowling is more stiff and less reactive. So it's like, all, all in all, it's worse than the game that came packed in with the system like why would you even and that game was one of like what four games that were on Wii Sports and this is only one game and they didn't do it as well as yeah packing game it's crazy so it just yeah it was it was silly um there's also no left-handed mode for some reason so if you're a lefty bowler which would be me (laughs) yeah then you can't even play it correctly no love for the left-handers um nope there's no choice of ball weights or coatings Uh, The players that you play as, there's 10 different players. They all have exactly the same abilities. Uh, They are really offensive stereotypes. You know, you've got your real ghetto person of color. Mm. You've got your, like, preppy cheerleader with, like, the big chest and the big but um it in the the like the 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 texas businessman like they're all just like super one-dimensional characters yeah there's only one unique mode in the game it's called pool mode and so what what happens is the ball that you bowl itself can't hit the pins it passes right through the pins there's a black eight ball the size of a bowling ball right in front of the pins and you have to roll your ball into the eight ball and then knock it into the pins and that Uh so it's a little interesting in the fact that you can kind of play with angles yeah but because the the ball and the pin physics are so bad it like where you feel like you should throw the ball to like knock over the pins never works correctly so it i tried doing that and it just it just wasn't really fun so um, Don't seek this one out, huh? The, overall, this is if a you no. see AMF <laughs> pinbusters on the shelf, even for like a dollar, I mean, unless you want to listen to the soundtrack, which is cool, I, I wouldn't even pick this game up at all. So saying that onto my verdicts for fun, I'm going to give it a gutter for all the reasons I just said above. For realism, also a gutter because it's just a cartoony, crappy version uh, with no options whatsoever. But the soundtrack, I'm going to give a spare because, like I said, this song is really good. Um, And some of the other songs, there's like eight different locations you can play in uh, and they all have some pretty good soundtracks. Uh, This was my favorite of them, but they have kind of different genres. There's like a rock song and a couple different, uh, different songs you can listen to. And those are pretty good, but definitely not worth 
the price of admission. Uh, so John, you didn't play this one, so you don't really have scores for fun and realism, right? So what was your what was your score for the soundtrack? Um, I haven't heard the whole soundtrack, but from what I did hear, I'd give it a spare. I mean, it's yeah, you know, it sounds it sounds pretty good. I mean, it's nice, you know, s- smooth sounding. Worth putting in the show just as a warning to stay away from this one if you're looking for uh, a bowling game. Uh, definitely not. And I'm gonna not keep tabs on this. You, you say it wasn't good. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay far away. Put a big red X through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Ready to get into our next track? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You wanna tell us what it is? Yes. We got uh, one of the best here. It is Hundred Pin Bowling from Wii Sports Resort. Came out on the Wii in 2009, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. And are you ready to take a ball and hit 100 pins? I think I am. Let's give that a listen, huh? All right, let's go. Welcome back. That was 100 Pin Bowling from Wii Sports Resort. Came out for the Wii in 2009, composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. And hope you guys have played Wii Sports Resort, because, man, they, they added that Wii Motion Plus. You could get so much more action out of that, you know, that Wii Remote. Could really put, add some hook to it. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, that, you know, the 100 Pin Bowling... That was that was satisfying, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Wii, Wii Sports Resort on the whole was just a fantastic game. It had so many different yeah. games packed into it, so much variety. It's so good. And just the fact that the bowling aspect of it was so much better too. It was like they could have just come out with Wii Motion Plus Bowling, and I would have been happy. But they also added oh, yeah. like a dozen extra really fun games that you can play alongside it. Uh, so it was like Wii Sports, and and the fact that it came with a. Um, a motion plus adapter like m- made the game worth every single penny. Uh, I really spent a lot of time on Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, me too. This is the version that Logan and I play all the time. Um, 100 Pin Bowling is his favorite game to play, 
and uh, he's gotten really, really good at it. He's come up with his own techniques for for getting as many pins as possible. So he's good, man. That's he good. Pull like a fifteen hundred, like you know, consistently now. So yeah, um, what was the top score? So I guess it'd be three thousand, right? Because yeah, it's hundred pins. Right. So three hundred is a perfect game in ten pin, and then a hundred pin you just multiply it by ten, so it's three thousand. Yeah. Um, I bowled a twenty five ninety earlier today i had a really good game it was That's i marked really good. marked every single frame so strikes or spares every single frame uh i think i got like eight strikes and two spares and then spared out <clears throat> on the bonus frame at the end of the game yeah so i had a really really good game which is cool because once you do that you get to the pro mode and so now my ball has like stars all over it so it gives you like a little reward oh, yeah. for doing a really good job so it was yeah, a lot of fun that's right yeah because i haven't played it in probably about a year, maybe a little bit more. I need to get that out and pl- start playing with my son again. Oh, yeah, I think he's definitely... So how, how, how old is your son? Seven. Oh, yeah, so he's like perfect age to start playing and, and, and yeah. getting good. Because he's, he's just as old as Logan is, so I'm sure he'll have a blast playing, too. Yeah, it's like we could be like long-lost brothers. <laughs> we're, both, we're both like 40. We both have seven-year-old sons. That's true. We both love bowling and video games. This is it's pretty crazy. That is that is really ridiculous. I know it is, isn't it? Um, and we uh, both love 100 pin bowling, and we both love 100 pin bowling music too. So, your thoughts on this particular track? Yeah, just the how it comes in with the guitar, you know, just the saxophone, you know, some of the drum fills it has is really cool, and just it really gets you pumped up. It, it's kind of a short track, but it really gets you pumped up to, you know, just get up stand up and crank those strikes out you know yeah it's it's funny how different a feel it is from the standard bowling from the you know the first track that we played in the show because that was just acoustic very nice and relaxing and then this is like super get up and go kind of music it almost feels like music you'd hear at like you know a bar like a biker bar or something it's got some really nice breakdowns in it a saxophone solo uh, some really chuggy guitars. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's a different composer. So I guess he just decided that he was going to go in kind of a different uh, direction when he wrote this particular track. Just as a side note, this game also came out for the Wii U as part of the Wii Sports Club. Uh, so the 100-pin bowling music is the same between Wii Sports Resort and Wii Sports Club. So this particular track is a version I ripped from Wii Sports Club. It was just a little bit higher bitrate song, so it sounded a little more clear. So we're listening to the Wii Sports Club version. If you listen to the two side by side, you'd you'd barely notice the difference. But it's great because now with the Wii U, you can go play the game in high def, get the same experience, listen to the same cool music at the same time. So it's good to go. Want to move on to our scores for Wii Sports Resort? Uh, Sure, let's, let's do it. All right, so my verdict for fun it's a strike, of course. I mean, it's probably the only thing more fun than Wii Bowling is Wii 100-pin bowling. Uh, I don't really have much more to say about that. What did you give it for fun? A strike. No, nothing <laughs> other than a strike. It's got to be. Wii Motion Plus was added for more precision. But the only thing was made it more of with the Wii Motion Plus. It was harder to get a 300. I only got one 300 on Wii Sports Resort. Oh, and you I got, know what? And I got, and I got three on Wii, Bo- on Wii Sports. I've never compared the two. I, I've never really... I think it was a while between playing Wii Sports and then Wii Sports Resort, so I never really thought about what my average between the two is. But that's really interesting. I'll have to look back at my old scores from Wii Sports and see how they compare to the Resort version. Um, I've always found the resort version maybe a little easier, but maybe it's just the way I hook is is a little more uh, conducive to the to the to the Wii Motion Plus. I don't know. 
Yeah, we we sports is more of a you know simpler throw. It's kind of easier to get down. Yeah. I guess we sports resort. I was kind of you know giving it more more action in the wrist there, and mm. but I had a pretty good hook going on. Yeah, I can get a really good hook going on too. So uh, makes me want to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's too bad we can't like play it online. We we would like have a ball oh, playing against each other. This, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, we could do team bowls. We can each get our sons, and then we would have like a four player mode going on. That would be really could, sweet. Just think if I had league play. That could would be, be on a league, league together. We could do a nightly uh, or a weekly oh, uh, Wii Sports Resort bowling. Uh, but, anyways, that brings us into our realism. And for realism, you know, I gave it a split because A, it's 100 pin bowling. It's not realistic at all. And for all the reasons that, you know, Wii Sports Bowling isn't realistic, you don't have ball weights or oil or anything like that. But, you know, in my notes I wrote, yeah, it's unrealistic, but who cares how realistic it is when it's this freaking fun? So, even though it's a split, it shouldn't deter you from playing the game, because the fun is a strike. So, what about you, John? What'd you give it? I had to give it a spare, because they, they added the, you know, the Wii Motion Plus... And the you know with just hooking the ball, it just it just seemed that option to me was you know that they added it was just so you know it just seemed so much better. So I I just I couldn't give it a worse score than that. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Yeah, just the mo- about the most real you can get to real bowling in a video yeah. game. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other games right now, and that's I mean this is this is the one right here. You know? Yeah, they did do a bowling game as part of the what is it called move sports or sports champions on the playstation 3 that you can use those move controllers with and that uh, was actually pretty good but it's still it? yeah, i never played that one yeah it still wasn't as good as uh as we sports so um i think we sports still holds the uh championship for best bowling game ever um let's see for soundtrack i gave this one a split just because uh, this track is so short. It's only about a minute long, and when Logan and I play 100-pin bowling, we do marathon sessions, and we'll play, like, probably five or six games. And after that fifth or sixth game, this one-minute loop gets to be just a little bit too repetitive. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Especially if you play, like, like you're saying, multiple games in succession. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if they had made it maybe a two or three minute loop and added in a couple different parts, maybe a, like a piano solo along with the the saxophone solo, it maybe would break it up a little bit. But I don't. Maybe they weren't really um, didn't really have that in mind when they wrote the original song that people were going to be playing it so much. So what did you give it for the soundtrack? I'm like in between a split and spare. Hmm. I mean, it, the track sounds pretty good, so I'd, I'd probably give it a spare. I mean, it, it could is a be great longer. Tune. Yeah. I'm like I'm like on the low end of the spare going into a split. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like picking up a split spare, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which is hard to do in and of itself. So, so that pretty much wraps it up for 100 pin bowling. Let's move on to our next track. Uh, so my second pick of the show is called Extra Games. Well, this isn't necessarily my pick. This is a guest pick 
from Emily, a.k.a. Keyglyph, when I told her I was doing a bowling episode with John. She was like, oh, oh, oh my god, you have to pick this track. Heck it's yeah. one of my favorites. So, you know, how am I going to... Thank you, Keyglyph. Yeah, how am I going to turn down Emily? So, you can, this is you Extra know? Game. <laughs> this is, yeah, exactly. This is Extra Games from Tiny Toon Adventures, Acme All-Stars. This came out on the Genesis, of course. It's an Emily pick. In 1994, this is composed by Masanori Auchi and Seiya Mirai. Be right back. We're back. That was Extra Games from Tiny Toon Adventures, Acme All-Stars that came out on the Sega Genesis in 1994, composed by Masanori Auchi and Seiya Mirai. This was a fun little Konami title with all of the uh, Tiny Toon Adventures characters in it. Uh, Again, kind of similar to Wii Sports Resort, like it had a lot of different sports games you can play, except in, you know, like 16-bit mode instead of, you know, the 3D Wii mode. Uh, and bowling was under the like extra option, so it was kind of a mini game along with all the, the major other games. I think they had like you said there was basketball, and Keyglyph was actually streaming this one night on her Twitch channel. But I was actually out bowling while she was doing it, coincidentally, so I didn't get a chance to watch her. Um, I just turned on the bowling mode myself and played it a little bit. Um, as far as the music goes, I really like this track. It's very carnival-like. It just feels... It has that, like, very, very tiny tune-style intro. Yeah, it's very happy-sounding. Yeah, the instruments are very rich and uh, very kind of unique to this game. Everything sounds like it was made uh, with a really good sound driver, so I was I was kind of happy with how everything sounded. Well, what'd you think? Yeah, it was... It's just, just the kind of track where, like, you just, like, think of being a kid again. Those kind of happy-sounding tracks, you know, getting in a good mood and just, you know... Sometimes you just think of the good old days of being a kid and going outside, running around with your friends, you yeah. know, kind of like that. This one, uh, you know, this has like a real carousel feel. Yeah. Like I feel like, if, you know, I got in a merry-go-round, like I could, I can envision this track being played 
uh, as I was going around on the horses. That's that's definitely the kind of feel that I get from it, like that kind of like a calliope style uh, song, which I, I don't know, it doesn't really fit with bowling that well, but this isn't really that realistic of a bowling game anyway. Yeah, you can't tell it's a bowling game from the track. I mean, you know, bowling. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, here's my verdict. Sadly, I'm going to give this game this, well, okay, so when I say this game, I mean just the bowling mini game in Acme All-Stars. I've heard that the game itself is a lot of fun. I know Emily loves it, and she has great taste in games, so I don't want to, like, poop all over that. Um, but the bowling game itself, uh, for me, the fun was just in the gutter. It was probably the least amount of fun I've ever had with a video game ever. Uh <laughs> So you, you, you walk up, so it's a, it's a side-scrolling, well, not even scrolling, but it's a side view. So the uh, alley on the screen goes from left to right. So all the pins are on the right-hand side. You see, like, a Buster Bunny on the left-hand side. Uh, you walk up, and you can choose the power of your ball with the slider that you can move back and forth kind of at will. And uh, then you hit the C button to start your throw, and it's, it's, a, it's a directional meter. So it just goes up and down which is basically left and right for the alley that you're facing, but it goes up and down like super fast. Like there's really no good way that you could stop this with any skill to like direct your ball yeah. flow. Yeah. So you just kind of have to try to pound the C button when it gets to like the middle ish. And, uh, and I could just not get the timing down. Right. So I was always throwing into the gutter. Um, and when you do hit pins, they just kind of spin. Like there's no real good pin physics or anything. They they actually spin and then like blink and disappear. So there's no dead wood. Okay. There's no there's no realism at all. You can't throw a hook. You can't choose your different balls. It just the, between the realism and the fun, I had to give gutters to both because this was like barely bowling at all <laughs> so kind of a shame yeah there's actually a game coming up later that we're talking about where that same problem with the bar moves too fast but i'll save it till we get to the game yeah yeah i, I know the feeling you know you're trying to stop it and it, you just can't get it to stop at the right point Ugh. yeah i it's, know that, you know yeah. the developers want to give it a little bit of challenge but when you make it that hard it just it immediately just sucks the fun out of the whole game um for the soundtrack though i did give it a spare i mean i've listened to the whole soundtrack and it's a lot of fun i mean this was a really really well composed genesis soundtrack konami had a great handle on how to use the genesis fm music and this track was just one of the great tunes that's in the game so i gave it a spare uh, so based on this tune alone john what would you give the soundtrack because i know you didn't you didn't get to play this game right no, I did, sadly did not play this one. I would give it a spare. You know, it's like I was saying earlier. You know, it's very happy sounding. You know, it gets you in a good mood. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, that's sometimes that's what you want with a video game track. You know. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you get in different moods. Sometimes you want the more serious tracks, but you know, sometimes there's nothing better than you know, you wake up, you start driving, you having a having a bad morning, and you put this track on. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna hype you up, get, get you smiling. <laughs> Suddenly, there's clowns jumping out of the trees, and everything's like going all circus on you. Have some uh, cotton candy for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that sounds sounds really good. <laughs> probably, I'm gonna have to try that sometime. I don't know, man. I probably get a stomachache <laughs> off of that. So early yeah, in me, the morning. yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, gutter, gutter, spare. But like I said, if you do see this game on the shelf and it's cheap and 
you're thinking about getting it, I would recommend getting it. Just don't play the bowling game first. It'll turn you right off to the whole cart. Uh, go ahead and play like the main games first, and they are much, much more fun. Um, or if you can find it on Twitch, go back and watch uh, Emily's playthrough. I don't know if she archived it or not, but it would be fun to uh, go back and watch that to see what she thought of everything. I am ready to move on to our next track. Are you, sir? Yes, I am ready. All right, what you got for us? From my next pick here, it is main theme from PBA Bowling Challenge for iOS and Android. Came out in 2013 and was unknown on this composer. I could not find one. Yeah, no, no known composer for this one, but it's a pretty good track. So let's give it a listen and we'll be right back. Yep, let's do it. Welcome back. That was main theme from PBA Bowling Challenge for the iOS and Android. Came out in 2013. The composer was unknown. Mr. or Mrs. Unknown. Yes. Good track, though. I mean, this is a really rockin' tune. Gets you ready to start uh, swiping the screen. I I guess got you pumped (laughs) up to bowl. You know, I had swipe controls, tilt controls, and... It's what's good about this game. There was a ton of ball choices, even though there were it got kind of crazy with what each ball did. You know, there was a turkey ball that garbled down the lane. There was a, <laughs> there, was a there was a pig ball. You know, if you get a hand one, which is four strikes, you get you unlock the the pig ball that leaves a mud trail behind. There was that's pretty there was cool. So many, yeah. There was so many balls in there. It made it really interesting. It's actually a really fun game. I was watching the trailer for it, and there's like a there's like a football ball. Like yeah. it feels like, and then you roll it down an alley, and the alley is grass. It was like like a football field alley. It's, that's that's kind of cool. It's pretty innovative stuff, I think. Not very realistic. Oh no! Like there's a fortune cookie that kind of rolls down kind of, you know, fortune cookie style. <laughs> it looks exactly like a fortune cookie rolling down. That's hilarious. Rolling down the lane. Yeah. Trying there's uh there's there's so many. But yeah, it's 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 a really fun game. Try it out if you have it. It's for uh Android or iOS. That's cool. And you you were you were talking about you you were able to play it on your Fire Stick, right? Yeah. I mostly played it on there. And with the, how the Fire Stick controller is, it's you know it can fit right in your hand. It's you know it's just really small, and 
I was cranking out so many 300s on there. It was insane. That's cool. I, I mean, I had probably like 40 of them or something. I don't even know. Holy cow. Like, once I figured out like exactly where to put the ball, my average was like skyrocketed. I've never <laughs> done so good at a bowling game in my life. That's really like, awesome. I wish I could bowl this many 300s in real bowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying it on my iPhone. I played just a little bit, maybe like a half an hour or so, and I found it really difficult with the touch controls. Like I was I was just trying to, um, I didn't really like figure out if there was any way to hook it. Like you could you could swipe up, but then you had to like tilt the actual phone if you wanted to bowl with any sort of a, a hook or a curve. Yeah. So that I found that really difficult to get used to because I would like you know swipe up and then I'd have to like reposition my hand to be able to tilt it correctly. Um, so I thought that was a little annoying. Yeah, I can't do the tilt controls. Yeah, yeah, I just like it kind of makes you dizzy, you know, like tilting it, tilting <laughs> yeah, it back exactly. and forth, and like the screen. The screen for me is cannot move. I just right. I'm that's the a, same that's way. a big no. Yeah, but you know, sounds sounds like once you get more into it and you play more and earn more options and it starts to become a little more fun because then you've got a lot of these really different uh, balls and alley styles that you can play with so uh, for my verdict just from what I played I gave fun a split because you couldn't really see your bowler the swipe and tilt controls just weren't doing it for me Uh, I just felt like I wasn't really bowling at all it felt like I was just kind of flicking my finger and and watching a ball hit some pins that I didn't really have any control over it but maybe I just wasn't playing it correctly so what what did you give this one for fun that you got a little more experience with it yeah I gave it a spare it's it's a pretty fun game that and I'll admit the swipe controls do get old a little fast but just the like even the sound effect of when you get a strike like it is so realistic probably the most realistic strike I've heard on a game. Oh, that's cool. It's, yeah, it, you know, things like that, the little things, like you can tell the makers of the game, they really either research the PBA or, you know, or involved with it somehow, because yeah. you can tell they, they, you know, they took some care into creating it. Speaking of which, there's nothing better than getting a strike in 100 pin bowling because the pin falling sound lasts for like a second and a half. <laughs> you just hear all these pins falling like, and then they finally all go down and you're like, oh man, that's the best sound ever. It's just like oh, yeah, white noise. <laughs> and then when you go when you go back, say you bowl the game of 100 pin bowling and you go back to the 10 pin, you're like, this just doesn't. This just isn't doing it for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, fe- it feels like it's a like it's a cheesy version of bowling. It's like when you go to the bowling alley, you want you want to see a hundred pins and not ten. Oh, that would be so great. Ed, Logan was actually just saying that today. He's like, this would be so awesome to do in real life. Like, how do you think they would set those pins up? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You have to build a special machine to set a hundred pin lane up over and over again. Like that would cost a lot of money. So those workers would be. Oof, they'd, I, be, they'd be working hard on that one. If I uh, if I won the lottery and was like a billionaire, maybe I'd commission somebody to build a 100-pin bowling alley. That would be awesome. <laughs> if I had so much money that I didn't know what to do with it. Let me know if you ever want to do that. I'll, we could you know could go in together. <laughs> you, we could, yeah. You, you, you can play the North Carolina lotto, I'll play the Connecticut lotto, and we'll uh, get double our chances. Oh, man, that's, that sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> So, long lost brothers, long lost brothers coming together to open a bowling alley. Right, right. So, uh, so <laughs> speaking of winning the lotto for realism, uh, I gave this one a split because I just wasn't feeling this as far as realism goes. I mean, there are a lot of balls and stuff, but 
like I said, you you were talking about fortune cookie balls, and you can bowl footballs down the lane. Like so, it's not really realistic at all. So it's not so much of a ridiculous game that like it's a gutter, but I felt that a split was kind of necessary for this one. What what did you give realism? Uh, I gave it a spare. Uh, with all the options I was talking about earlier, I mean, it's it really get it's really kind of out there. Like there's a I just thought of another ball. It's called the meatball. And it's like a <laughs> it has a bone coming out both ends and it kind of wobbles down the lane. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's out there with its, its type of balls, but I mean if you if you're looking for you know a pretty fun bowling game on your on your phone, this is this is the one to get right here. You're you're making me want to play this more because I, I feel like maybe yeah, I just didn't give it enough of it. a chance. I, it's probably yeah. pretty plain at the beginning. See, they should have put all the crazy stuff up front so that it sucks people in. But instead, for the first couple games, you're just playing a really traditional bowling game, and it just didn't feel like it had. There wasn't even any like inkling that any of this crazy fun stuff would was to come. So I just didn't really think about that stuff so now maybe i'll go back and play it again and see if i can get to that really crazy stuff yeah definitely as you know as you keep going you gain levels and unlocks more balls to get and then you start bowling bowling uh you know better bowlers you know you have one-on-one matches i don't know if you got that far you end up having one-on-one matches with pba bowlers oh that's cool and at first they're yeah at first they're not that good but as you get further and further they get tougher but yes it's uh yeah it's, it's pretty fun cool all right, so I'll, I'll give it another shot. Just those, just those swipe controls. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's still on my phone, so... Um, you know what? I do have I do have an Android phone, and I do have a controller for that Android phone, so maybe I'll see if it's compatible with that. Oh, cool. And uh, maybe I can use, like, use the analog sticks instead of the swipe controls. Start, start throwing my own 300 games. <laughs> so, for the soundtrack, I gave this one a split because... You heard the entire soundtrack, folks. This is the only song that is in the game. And while it is a decent song, that's all there is. And it just plays while you're in, like, the first couple menus. And there's no music at all that I heard while you're actually playing the bowling game itself, right? No, yeah, this is the only track, the whole game. Yeah. So, I, you know, by that Mr. or Mrs. Unknown, I can't really give it a good score for just one track, even though it's it's kind of fun, but it's kind of repetitive at the same time. So, eh. what do you yeah. think about it? Yeah, I give it a split. Decent track, gets you fired up, but it's kind of a short track, and you want at least, you, you know, you're looking for at least a couple more songs in the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I guess with some, some of the, especially the mobile phone games nowadays, they have, you know, the one track, and... You know, that introduces it and that's it. You right. Know? It almost harkens back to like those old Commodore 64 games that just had a title theme and then, yeah. you know, you'd play a game without music. That's almost kind of like what, what mobile games are doing. And so many people play mobile games with the volume down that I guess it kind of makes sense. Not a lot of people are listening to the music anyway. So, yeah, that's true. Why bother, you know, paying somebody a lot of money to put a whole bunch of uh, tracks into your game when it's going to be played on silent? Unless the people you get where, you know, you're in public and they blast their phone full blast and you're like, <laughs> you just want to tell them so hard to turn it down but, i was uh, actually getting you know. getting a haircut yesterday and there was a guy waiting for a haircut along with me that had his phone up full blast speaking of that so those people need to get headphones or i know just turn their volume down it's so rude it's like yeah it is we don't want to hear that unless unless you're getting strikes and maybe i want to but <laughs> exactly yeah please stop <laughs> all right so let's not get any further off track let's get back to the bowling let's move on to my next track 
This is the title screen from a game called Ten Pin Champions Alley. This was released on the PS2 only in European regions in 1996. Again, composed by an unknown artist. Let's give it a listen. We'll be right back. guys welcome back that was the title screen music from 10 pin champions alley released on the ps2 in europe only in 1996 composed by an unknown artist and why do you have to be unknown this song is so good this is like my this has definitely got to be my favorite track from the episode it's really Uh, good just those horns and the saxophone solo and then like that xylophone solo it's so groovy 
and so well done. I could listen to this on repeat forever and ever and ever. It just, I don't know, the feeling I get from it is just confidence and energy and just bright, happy days. Like you're just spending a weekend walking through the city without a care in the world. Like it's just, it's so such an uplifting tune. What do you think about it, John? Yeah, you ever get that feeling like, like you walk in a room and you want like some entrance music? Yes. Th- this this could be it right here. This is where everybody would look at you and be like, who is that dude? And now... He must bowl 300s all the time. And now, and now introducing <laughs> Mixmaster. And you're just like doing little disco moves. Maybe, I, you'd walk in and this, the music would start from the jukebox, you know? People wouldn't even... People would be like, what is that guy's name? <laughs> I gotta meet this guy. He's, he sounds. He seems like he'd be so cool to hang out with. But yeah, the the, the horns in this track, so good. Yeah, it's it's all live instrumentation. There's nothing synthetic about it. Yeah. You know, I and it's it's a shame that there's no credits because, like I said, I really wish that I knew uh, who made this particular track because I would go out and seek out a lot of their other stuff. It was it was hard to pick a track from this soundtrack to put in the show because it's all really good. So. Unfortunately, it's kind of hard to get the music from the game because it's not on YouTube for one, and the game was only released in Europe, so you can't pick it up off the shelf if you live in the U.S. to play it. So you kind of have to look at YouTube playthroughs or maybe find the uh, CD image online and then rip the music out of that, like I did. So yeah, thanks for sending me a rip of this so I could hear it in its, you know, in all its glory. Yeah, you know, if if people are interested, I might uh, I might rip the rest of the music and uh, put it up online somewhere, maybe. um, make my own little YouTube playlist of nice. it, because it's, it's definitely worth hearing. But the game is not worth playing, huh? Well, the game is made by the same bastards, I mean, developers <laughs> that made Pinbusters. You bastards. Uh, that, yeah, that, that, that second track that we played uh, from the show that was, you know, the track was really good, but AMF Pinbusters was just terrible. Somehow, the guys that made this game got the license for AMF, and they made them uh, make another bowling game. So, so this game is basically just like Pinbusters, but on the PS2. So, including the offensive characters, the lackluster locations, uh, the next to no options, stiff ball control. There's also no motion controls. So, it's like the only redeeming quality that Pinbusters had. This one doesn't have. So, there's literally no reason to play this game whatsoever. Uh, and you can't anyway if you live in the U.S. If you're in the U.K. and you see it on the shelf, definitely do not play it. Uh, and if you do, you will probably hate yourself forever. So I don't, I won't so even have to. Step I won't even have to worry about seeing this in a store then, huh? This is. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, and the pin physics are bad. It's it's one of those games where the, the the meters go up and down really fast, and even if you put the meter in the same place twice in a row like like bowl what you think is going to be an identical throw different thing wildly different things still happen so it's it's not consistent the game just kind of does whatever it wants and it's not worth playing so um for fun and realism i give this one a gutter in both aspects uh it's neither fun nor realistic uh soundtrack i gave a spare because there are some of the tracks on here that aren't as good as others if I was grading it just based on this track by itself, uh, it would get a strike, for sure. Because uh, this is this is one of those hidden gems that I'm gonna like put away in my best of 
uh, maybe for a VG Embassy down the line when I play my favorite tracks from all VG Embassy episodes, I'm gonna make sure this one gets put in it again because I, I just I just love it so much. Nice. So what what'd you give this one for the soundtrack? Because I know you weren't able to play the game. Yeah, I wasn't able to play the game from just this track. It's I'd give it a spare. It's pretty groovy song, you know, and the horns in it, and it has a good saxophone solo. You know, it's it's like uh, it's like I was listening to a song from Chicago. You know, if you, yeah, yeah, it's because I just seen them in concert uh, this summer, so it's, it's like I'm, you know, in front of them. Nice, nice horn section, saxophonists. Just didn't have any lyrics. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So who knows where it came from? Uh, but I'd like to find more. So if anybody does happen to know who composed the music to Ten Pin Champions Alley, let me know because I would really, really like to find that out. Let's move on to a game. <laughs> so this is the third time in like five episodes, I think, that we've featured Super Monkey Ball on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been on... So Well, it was on Logan's Marble episode, and then it was on the drum and bass episode that I did with Rob Nichols, and now we're playing it again. So it's really cool that this game fits into so many different themes. Um, but anyways, what, what, what do we got coming up? Well, yeah, next up we got Monkey Bowling from Super Monkey Ball for the GameCube. Came out in 2001, composed by Hidenori Shoji. All right, let's monkey it up. All right, let's do it. Welcome back. That was Monkey Bowling from Super Monkey Ball for the GameCube. Came out in 2001. Composed by Hidenori Shoji. And how about that one, huh? Some good old monkey monkey bowling. Uh, monkey bowling definitely carries a lot of nostalgia for me. It was one of those games where uh, when I was like, I don't know, well, probably around 2001 when it was new. Ma- matter of fact, I have a import copy of Super Monkey Ball for the GameCube because I originally got an import GameCube before the American version came out, and I got two games with it, Super Monkey Ball and uh, the Resident Evil Remake. And because Resident Evil Remake was so hard to play in Japanese, we basically only played Super Monkey Ball on the GameCube. And because everybody wanted to play the GameCube because it was brand new, all my friends and all my brother's friends used to come over. We all used to gather downstairs in our uh, in our basement bedroom and play Super Monkey Ball, Monkey Target, and Monkey Bowling. So I have a lot of really good memories from playing this game. Yeah, I didn't play it much when it came out. Later on, I played it a little bit when I had a GameCube, and then I sold my GameCube for some reason. 
I don't know shame, why. Shame, shame, sir. I know, such a good system. <laughs> it was so well made. You know, just to talk about it real quick, just yeah. you know, nice and compact. I, I love the small discs. It's just, yeah, it worked perfect up to the day I sold it. And yeah, we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Super Monkey Ball, that's a. Uh, it was fun. I, you know, I played with my son today, and if you guys have ever played it, what Ed was talking about earlier with some of the other games with the the power bar, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, well you, yeah, you were you were reminding me about it too. So the 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 bar that goes up and down, just kind of very similar to the uh, Acme All Stars bowling game. It's just it's a really fast bar, and it's really hard to get consistently, you know, the same power every single time. Yeah, and what's weird about this game is, well, I guess it's not really weird, but the power bar goes left and right, and that's actually kind of easy to get full power, mm. but the direction, that is oh, right, the right, one right, that's, yeah. remember you got the direction that goes tick, 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 yep, tick yep, back yep. and forth, and it goes so fast, and it's so hard to stop where you want it to. It's, you cannot, almost cannot do the same ball twice. It's so tough. The way I remember it, unless, see, because I, I played Monkey Ball Deluxe a lot too, and that was like the PS2 version, which kind of had, like, had the best of Monkey Ball 1 and 2. I remember it being that the lower the power you set, the slower the directional went back and forth. So if you're, if you're bowling super hard, you know, like even in real life, if you're throwing the ball really hard, you have less control over it. So I think that's kind of what they were trying to simulate with Monkey Bowling. So if you put the power all the way up, then your directional goes back and forth really, really fast. And if you like back down on the power, then your directional doesn't go back and forth Whoa. as fast. That, so yeah, I do full power every time. Actually, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know about that. Since I've had the game back, I've never did low power. Try that out next time you play it. I'm yeah, pretty I'm gonna, sure that's how I remember it. Yeah. Try like half, you know, half power and see you know how, how that works. Yeah. Then the when you're playing with your son, use it as a trick and like get better scores. And he'll be like, dad, how are you doing that? And you'd be like, well, <laughs> I'll tell you a little secret, son. Yeah. That the Prime VGM Minister once told me. <laughs> yeah, VGM Prime Minister Ed <laughs> told me how to how to do it there. But, yeah, the we're, you know, it's just imagine us sitting there, like, one by one, going back and forth. How do we make this thing stop? Yeah. And all the while, we could have just did less power. I'm going to try that, like, this weekend with my son. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Yeah, with, with bowling <laughs> games, it's like everybody always wants to go max power, but it's not always the best idea and even even in real life throwing at max power isn't always the best idea sometimes you want to get a little more hook in there so you want to throw a little lighter so your ball can come back across the uh the alley a little bit faster so uh, sometimes at the end of the night like in real bowling you know you had a bad night and you, you kind of want to that last ball you kind of want to throw a little bit fast just to get that last bit of aggression out mm. and it's never a good ball <laughs> you, you, you lose control of it i even try to throw it straight sometimes and throw no hook just to just whip it down there but yep yep i don't know why i do that sometimes just <laughs> hearing it smash against the back plate uh is a is a rewarding feeling even if you missed yeah. every single pin <laughs> so yeah. like if it's a if it's a good game i would never do it but if i'm no. going like a 160 170 i'm like okay screw I'll, it I'll, i'm getting some aggression out here we go <laughs> <laughs> so uh my verdict for this game as far as fun goes is uh spare because uh, as a single-player game, monkey bowling is not that much fun. It's it's there's not many options. You just kind of go in and bowling and whatever. Um, but as a multiplayer game 
or a party game, monkey bowling is a lot of fun because then you have a lot of people that you're playing with. You're probably playing it along with playing monkey target and you guys are already hooting and hollering and having a great time. So it just gives monkey bowling that much more of a positive feel. So it really depends on how you're playing the game. What did you think of the fun factor for this one? Uh, just real quick, let me say the, the monkey target, it's makes the game worthy of purchase. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so fun, but yeah, for, for the bowling, I mean, for the, yeah, for that, I'd give it a split. It gets annoying fairly quick. It's hard to get a good score, but like you're saying, less power can make it go slower. So I'm going to give that a try and maybe I'd move it up to a spare. Yeah. I'd really be curious <laughs> to see if your, if your score changed after, uh, after it figuring would. that out. Yeah, because it's, it's so tough with that full power to, to, to make it go what you want it to do. Exactly. Uh, so for realism, gutter, I mean, you're a monkey in a ball rolling across like an alley that's suspended in the sky. <laughs> There's nothing realistic about this game whatsoever. <laughs> so but again you know it's one of those games where just like we bowling you don't need to have realism if you're going to have a lot of fun so they kind of cancel each other out in that respect what's your verdict on the uh on the realism there john yeah realism have to be a gutter i'd I'd have to say the same a monkey in a ball with bad controls and no options at all yeah no thanks it's it's (laughs) it's just sad that the game's actually pretty fun but it's just the bowling is just not the most fun mini game in the game, you know? Right, right. It's, it's good for, like, a novelty, but it's not anything that I would, like, play over and over again and try to get really good at or anything like that. Yeah, not that it's terrible. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely pretty fun, but, you know, if, you, if you're if you looking for a better bowling game out there, there's, you know, there's better options. For sure. I'd, I'd rather play Monkey Target over and over with my son. Yep, yep. That's a, that's a great game. <laughs> yeah. um, I think Rob and I were actually talking about that one of our favorite modes to play both of us so uh but as far as soundtrack i mean i you guys are already getting really familiar with the soundtrack from this game because this is the third track we've played you guys know fun sega electronic music you really really can't go wrong with that stuff there's a lot of really cool drum and bass some good techno this is kind of just a fun uh electronic track it got has kind of like a pageantry kind of like a parade kind of feel to it um it's, it's, again, it's a short loop. It's only about a minute long, but you're not going to be playing the bowling game for that long. You're probably going to be bouncing between a lot of different mini games, so it doesn't yeah. get as repetitive as if you're, like, you know, playing five straight games of 100-pin uh, bowling or something like that. What's, what's your take on the music? Yeah, I'd give it a spare overall. It's, overall, the soundtrack is, it's pretty decent. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's kind of like a Wii Sports kind of soundtrack where it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of does its job you know while you're each game you're playing you know nice background music yeah most most of the heavy hitting music is is in the actual monkey ball game itself that that's got the really good tunes and then when you get into yeah. the, the mini games they're they're a little more fluffy i think they don't have as much substance to them as uh as the regular games music does yeah that the regular monkey ball game is that's pretty tough as well once you get to the higher levels oof. yeah yeah it gets brutal oh i know and and you know logan loves those kind of marble games and, and he, even he was getting frustrated and he's really good at them so we were that was one of those games where i was like dude let's you're getting pretty mad let's put the game <laughs> down we'll move on to something a little bit easier so yeah um maybe he'll get good at it sooner or later but anyways i'd like to move on to our next track this is probably one of the most obscure bowling games we're going to feature this is course three from a game called rocket bowl this came out on pc and mac 
and uh, later on on the Xbox 360, starting in 2004, composed by Byron Estep. And this is a YouTube arrangement of the song by Hector Jaime Ledesma. And I'll go into a little bit about why that is when we come back from the music.
All right, that was Course 3 from Rocket Bowl. That came out on the PC and Mac in 2004, and then I think it came out on the Xbox 360 in 2012. I have to look at my notes, but I didn't uh, mark that one down. Uh, anyways, it's a, it's a relatively different version with a different soundtrack that came out on the Xbox 360, so the version we're listening to uh, is the PC and Mac-specific soundtrack from 2004. Uh, this was composed by Byron Estep, and then arranged by YouTuber Hector Jaime Ledesma. And the reason I say arranged by a YouTuber, which sounds kind of interesting, is because the music files from this game on the PC, they're all separated. So they're all tiny little music files, like one little drum fill, uh, one little xylophone lick, uh, one little horn stab, and the game itself sequences all of the music files together to kind of play a song, mm. but it kind of dynamically changes as you play. Mm-hmm. So what Hector Jaime Ledesma did is create his own arrangements that are very similar to what you might hear in Rocket Bowl, and then he uploaded the track to YouTube. So this is basically his arrangement of those music files in a way that you would hear them in the game. And it's a really good soundtrack, so I wanted to kind of a, because it's kind of a unique way for a game to process music, uh, and B, because it's a it's a really unique take on a bowling game, I definitely wanted to put it in our bowling episode because it's got a whole bunch of unique things going for it. Um, have you have you heard anything about this game, John? Uh, no, I, not much, sadly. It's kind of like a cross between a marble game and a bowling game uh, with a little bit of mini golf thrown in. So you start off in this kind of large area looks almost like a mini golf course but you've got a bowling ball in front of you and you pick your like your power and your direction and you send the bowling ball off and it goes up and down hills and around bends and somewhere down towards the end of this course are 10 pins and so you have to control the ball to get to the end and then knock down as many pins as possible and then that's your score. And you get a couple tries to do that. So it's like bowling, but with kind of a mini golf aesthetic. And they call it Rocket Bowl because you have one rocket per turn where you can kind of send the ball going in any direction super fast. Like it kind of gets gets rocket powered. Hmm. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah, you want to wait until you're near like the 10 pins and then turn your rocket boosters on and fly into the pins as hard as possible. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it really reminds me of... That Marble Blast Gold game from the Marble episode with Logan, it's got a very kind of smooth, simple feel to it that you can really easily kind of pick up. And and I had a great time with it. So it's a game I didn't even know about until I was researching bowling games for this episode, and I'm, I'm really glad I found it. So uh, it's one of those games that you can kind of like download for free because they're not selling it anymore. Uh, and it takes up just a few you know megabytes worth just of space on your computer. So yeah. yeah, it's easy easy to pick up and play and, and really fun. So hmm, we'll have to look into it. Yeah. So as far as my verdict goes, uh, for fun, I gave it a strike uh, just because I had a blast with it. It's a very unique take on bowling, and I don't think any other game has done anything similar to this. Uh, for realism, I gave it a gutter because it's nothing like real bowling whatsoever except for the pins and the ball. It's it's really weird we're getting this kind of trend of like having games that are like super, super fun but really not realistic. I guess the less realistic a bowling game is, the more fun it is. Um, and then for a soundtrack, I gave it a spare because it's, it's really good music. It's nothing that's absolutely mind-blowing, but it has a lot of really cool arrangements and every time you play the game, you hear 
a song in the same theme, but it's not always necessarily the same song because of the way that the, the, the computer kind of randomly arranges the music for you. So all in all, really cool game. Uh, definitely recommend checking it out. What, what did you think about the music itself as far as your, your verdict goes? Yeah, I'd have to give it a spare. That that drummer really goes to town, huh? <laughs> yes, a lot of crazy drum fills in this one, that's for sure. Yeah, a l- little bit of... Uh... Ed's, Ed's watching me mix right now, and he's probably he's uh, laughing up. As you're mixing it up, I had I had to put it in somewhere. <laughs> I just I had to, you know. That that was a, actually a really good impression of that drummer going absolutely nuts too. So, well done. And that's what we do on mix and mess. Uh, I, once an episode, I try to surprise Alex with a little mix. <laughs> he doesn't know when I'm going to do it. That's awesome. In the first episode, uh, you guys, when you guys hear that, it totally takes Alex off guard. He's like, "Whoa, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that really was cool. uh, crazy!" But yeah, back to the back to the game here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the game takes place kind of like a like in a retro fifties uh, style aesthetic. So everything's kind of like feels like an old bowling alley from the fifties, but kind of like. Kind of like Fallout is, uh, like the the game Fallout. So it's got like um, futuristic tech, but like it would take place in like the 1950s. So there's retro futuristic stuff, kind of like Jetsons style uh, stuff. So oh, it's, nice. it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of cool to look at, a lot of fun to play. Uh, just kind of like one of those hidden computer gems that not a lot of people have heard of. So definitely recommend checking it out. I think you can probably Google it. Uh, you can probably find the download for it within like one or two of your search listings if you just Google search Rocket Bowl. So hmm, okay. check it out. Yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah. So we are heading towards the last few tracks of the show. John, what you got lined up for us next? All right. Next up, we got Practice from Super Bowling for the SNES. Came out in 1992. The composer is unknown. Those unknown composers. Yeah. And I'd like to give them credit because this one... It's uh, it's something. Yeah, we, we got a nice, got a nice baseline in it. You guys are, you guys will see here. All right, let's check it out. Back in a bit.
Welcome back. That was Practice from Super Bowling for the SNES. Came out in 1992. Composer is unknown. As usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Mr. Composer, please let us know you compose this, because this track is, well, it's, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I really like this one. It's got a, a nice kind of a a more gritty feel to it. We've been listening to a lot of really kind of like nice and airy or very, very happy tunes. This one has more of a cool, like a urban, like rap style feel with a lot of those like record scratches going on in the background. Yeah, and that breakdown in the middle when it kind of does that. Yeah. That has that bass that comes in, like the lower bass. Hope you guys listen to this in headphones. You can really hear the full effect. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good one. Yeah, fantastic bass. Sadly, I've never played this game, though. Yo, you've never played this game? No. This one I remember renting when I was a kid, when the game was pretty new. Because, like I said, even back then, we really liked bowling. So when uh, my brother and I saw this at the rental shop, we were like, yeah, let's check it out and see what's going on with it. Um, And we had a lot of fun with it. It was very arcadey and very easy. I hadn't played it in ages, and I just, you know, booted it up again just to uh to check it out for the show and my very first game i bowled a 217 so good bowling score yeah and that was after a a couple of gutters for the first couple of frames just trying to figure out how to how to get it so uh, i probably would have gotten a near perfect game first time so it just kind of shows you how how easy it is um there's an oil selection easy to pick up and play yeah and, and there's an oil selection option where you can choose uh an all dry a top oiled or an all oiled lane which is really nice because then you can kind of tailor the uh, the lane oil to your particular uh, throwing style. And it's got several characters, but no strengths or weaknesses for them. Uh, you're just basically choosing your preferred look. Uh, but you can choose your ball weight, but it doesn't really tell you how it affects play too much. And when I was playing, like, I was playing with a 12-pound ball, and it was acting like it was a 16-pounder. It was just kind of, like, mowing through all the pins. Um, then there's a golf mode, so you can set up pins at increasingly harder configurations, and it gives you, like, a par. Like, so if it's a really, like, complicated one, you have, like, you know, three or four balls to try to get down all the pins, kind of like in golf. So, you know, all in all, it had a lot of really cool modes. Uh, for a 16-bit game, it had so much more options and variations than a lot of the later games did which i found really really interesting and kind of sad that you know you had games that had a lot of these cool options that they just for some reason everything just went by the wayside when they started making games for the ps2 and the wii it was really unfortunate yeah um as far as my verdict goes for fun i gave it a spare just because it's really easy to get really good high scores. So, you know, if a kid were to start playing, they'd probably be able to get really cool, you know, really good scores right off the bat. And that would kind of like, you know, pump them up a little bit and make them really happy about bowling. Um, For realism, I gave it a split because it's got decent options for a 16-bit game, but the gameplay is just way too easy. Like, nobody can bowl that good the first time they ever pick up a game. So not really good on the realism front. Uh, And soundtrack, I gave a spare. It's nothing groundbreaking but it doesn't deter from the game at all. And there are some really, really good jazzy tunes in this title. So uh, I know you didn't get a chance to play the game, but what did you think of the soundtrack on a whole? What score did you give it? I'd give it a spare. Pretty decent overall. And this one here is like the standout to me. It's like one you could dance to. You know, you could 
Just imagine getting up and dancing to this one. Not that I'm a dancer or anything, because I'm not, but <laughs> this this one could make me get up and dance. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see, like, you know, or imagine, like, the... the, the, the it's got very, like, cartoony, like, anime-style uh, bowlers in this game. I can see them, like, getting up and, like, you know, spinning on their heads in the middle of the alley. Uh, every time they get a strike to this to this particular track, so yeah, it's it's definitely a good one. Yeah. All right. So continuing the trend of really good bowling games, we're going to move on to one of my favorite bowling games of all time. This one is Ballpolis. I, I guess that's how you would pronounce it. Yeah. From Strike Force Bowling, and this came out on the Xbox, GameCube, and PS2 in 2004. Composed by Peter. Uh, I guess we'll pronounce it Caracas. Or Kerekes, K-E-R-E-K-E-S. Eh, Peter Kerekes. Let's go with that. All right, we'll be right back. Ballpolis from Strike Force Bowling that came out on the Xbox, GameCube, and PS2 in 2004. This particular track was ripped from the PS2 version of the game, composed by Peter Caracas. Uh, I'd say this is probably the only track so far that really sounds like what I imagine bowling music to sound like. Mm-hmm. It's got that very loungy, cheesy kind of feel to it, like kind of like reminds me of like the bowling characters from like the big Lebowski or something like that, where it's, it's, it's just really kind of over the top. You got that like Casio keyboard intro. And then that little, that gritty guitar break in the middle that just doesn't belong at all. And kind of slides right back into that lounge music. Like I really, really like this track for the, the atmosphere around it. Like, what'd you, what'd you think of it? Yeah, it actually sounds like a track that could, it could fit like in Wii sports almost, you know, it's got that same, Oh yeah. For same sure. kind of feel and sound. So it could fit in there somewhere. It was it was really good. That breakdown at like thirty seconds. That's that's my that's my jam part right there. Yeah, jam. Yeah. It just kind of like comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you've got these like gritty guitar parts and like car horns as percussion in the background. Like, where did that come yeah. from? But it, it really works all the same. So I, I really enjoyed that part. Um, and this is one of my favorite bowling games of all time. Like until Wii Sports came out, this was like the bowling game for me. It's got so many cool options. It's like arcade bowling with a twist of realism. Um, There's a whole bunch of places you can bowl, like a space station. 
a pyramid, a pirate ship, there's a there's a regular bowling alley, and they've all got differently shaped pins. So like if you bowl on the space station, all the bowling pins look like uh, rockets. All of the bowling pins on the pyramid have like little like uh, I forget what it is, but that hieroglyph like the, the like like the dog head god. It's got like those okay. little heads on it. They all behave like regular pins, but they're just kind of shaped differently. And there's a whole bunch of different bowlers to choose from. But the cool thing is you get skill points. So regardless of which bowler skin you choose, you get like 20 skill points. So you can max out a character in spin and make them like very accurate and have no power. Or you could make them even all across the board. So you can really toy around with what you want your skill level to be based on how you throw the ball. So if you're a guy who doesn't really want to throw very hard, but you want to have a lot of spin, you can kind of max out your spin and then go lighter on the power and greater on the accuracy. So there's a lot of variation and it really makes a difference too. You definitely see a difference in your bowler when you're making them powered in different areas. That's something that none of these games really have. And it's something that I think more bowling games need to have to make games a little bit more realistic. Uh, the game runs at 60 frames per second. It looks really good. The soundtrack is really good. You can choose to have oil distribution on and off in the options, so you get a chance to make it more realistic or arcadey, depending on how you want to do it. There's a ton of different balls to choose from, so you can choose like urethane, uh, plastic uh, coatings, the weight of your ball, or you can choose like really weird, unorthodox balls, kind of like that PBA mobile game. So you get like sanded balls, mm-hmm. uh, metal balls, or wood balls. And then there's a challenge mode and a golf mode in inclusion to your standard options, and you can play those both with more than one player. Challenge mode, you start with one pin, and then the next round you get two pins, and it goes all the way up to ten pins. And so you kind of have as many chances as possible to get all the pins down in each frame, and then they kind of tally up your score, how many balls it takes to do the whole challenge. Um, Golf has different configurations of 10 pins over 18 frames, and it's scored like golf. So you want to get the least amount of throws, and then you get, you know, plus or minus par, depending on how difficult they say it is. So all in all, it's got a ton of content, a lot of realism. Uh, It's super fun to play. Like, this is the game to get if you want to play a really good bowling game that doesn't have motion controls. John, I know you haven't probably played this game, no. but I really recommend you go out and get it. You'll really enjoy it. Yeah, there's a retro store nearby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see if they got it. Sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Sounds like they took a lot of care in making this one. Sounds like a ton of options. For sure. A ton of options. You know, seems, seems like it'd be great. It looks good and it plays good, yeah. And also, uh, even if you can't find it at a store, I'm sure if you like wanted to go out to eBay and get it, you'd probably only be paying probably less than $10 for this game because it's just probably one of those shovelware games that nobody really cares about, but it's just one of those hidden gems that any any bowling fan should should really check out. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Good. And then I want you to tell me exactly what you think about it. I will. I definitely will. Write a 10-page report and have it on my desk tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe a couple of weeks. Hopefully, hopefully you give me that. <laughs> sure, sure. Just a, just a just a fun little message saying, "Hey, dude, I picked it up and that was all." Yeah, okay. Or I hated it, in which case we'll talk about why you hated it, and I'll I'll prove you wrong. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so for my verdict for fun, I gave it a strike because, like I said, I've had so much fun. Uh, it was the best bowling game on the market up to Wii Bowling. Uh, for realism, I give it a spare because it's got a lot of options. Some of those options are not so realistic. And some were definitely realistic. 
but a spare doesn't necessarily mean that that's bad. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the strike and fun absolutely makes up for whatever the realism is lacking. And for the soundtrack, I gave it a strike too, but just because it has so much nostalgia, everything here fits the theme of the places that you're bowling in. You're going to get like jaunty pirate tunes for the, for the, for the alley that's on the pirate ship. Um, and that's another thing that a lot of these games don't have, where if you're bowling in different locations, it doesn't affect how you bowl. On the pirate ship, the alley swings left and right with the waves. So if your alley is tilted to the left while you're bowling, it's going to kind of make your ball tilt to the left a little bit or to the right. So it kind of adds to the challenge a little bit. You want to, you know, change up your spin or change up your angle depending on uh, which direction the uh, the ship is tilting at the time. So it's, there's cool stuff like that. Um, so this is probably my highest rated game of the show so far, I think, maybe of the entire show. I, I know you haven't played it yet, John, but what did you think of, of the music as far as your score? Uh, for I'd give it a spare. Like we say on our team in bowling, uh, spares win games. It's true. Keep getting your spares and good things happen. <laughs> exactly. That shows that shows how accurate you are with your ball placement, yeah. so you can just knock down a pin or two instead of going for the whole ten. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I agree. Based on not having any nostalgia for it, I think a spare is definitely a fair a fair verdict for this one. But it goes a lot of different places in a short time, you know? Yeah, it has a lot of cool parts. Kind of going all over the place, but it, but it sounds really neat. It sounds really good. Yeah. So I am excited for your next track. John, what you got for us for your last pick of the show? All right, we have title music from Championship Bowling on the Genesis. came out in 1993, composed by Nakamichi? Nakamichi. I, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a pseudonym. It's not not a real name or anything. So it's not, you know, not a standard name. Yeah, but maybe that's what threw me off. Let's take a listen. We'll be right back. That was title music from Championship Bowling for the Sega Genesis. Came out in 1993, composed by Nakamichi. The mysterious Nakamichi. Yeah, the mystery mystery composer. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh, uh, pseudonyms in this uh, on the credits for this game, and uh, a lot of them aren't well known at all. So uh, I looked up, I tried to find other tracks that Nakamichi composed, but this is the only one that's ever been listed so but it's a great great little track it's got oh, a nice yeah. jazzy feel to it uh a nice genesis fm uh instrument selections so i i really enjoyed this oh one. yeah it's great where'd, where'd you find this one uh just 
looking up uh, tracks for the show, just came upon it, and I, it sounded familiar. And I, I thought, this has got to go on the show. I'm pretty sure I heard it on Legacy Music Hour. Yeah, so. and Legacy Music Hour did play a track from this one on episode 73, their jazz music, but it was the uh, the Slow Lane track, which I remember from Legacy Music Hour, because I, I was I was checking this game out to play it, and the, the Slow Lane music came on, and I was like, oh my god, I totally remember Brent went actually, absolutely crazy over that track, because it was just so smooth FM jazz, and he was like, this is the best ever. I think it was one of those tracks that he referred to as totally bonk. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> It's definitely that. Yeah, it's it's bonk. Yeah, this has a great soundtrack. So it's a, it's a shame that we don't know, you know, who composed it because I'd like to hear other stuff from them. But, uh, you know, as far as the game goes, it's arcade-style bowling. Uh, the game was originally called Boogie Woogie Bowling in Japan and was published by Visco, but they handed it off to a company called Mentrix for the North American release. All they did was change where some of the music plays for some reason uh, and the title screen, and they completely changed the look of the character bowlers too so in boogie woogie bowling the characters are very anime and one of the characters is actually like a xenomorphic style alien that you can bowl as for some reason uh doesn't have any different abilities but it's just like this weird alien creature uh i don't know why they did that that's weird in inclusion (laughs) to normal mode this game has a spare mode uh which is very similar to the golf mode in super bowling and then uh, lane conditions are actually assigned to you depending on the alley you're bowling at. So you can't choose them like in championship bowling. Um, some alleys do let you choose for that particular game, and some alleys have lanes that change conditions at random after each throw. So I can imagine that being really frustrating and really challenging, where like you have a dry lane, and then the next the next frame you bowl, all of a sudden it's super oily, and then it's dry again, and then it doesn't tell you, so your balls are just going to react differently every single throw like I, I couldn't imagine like bowling in real life like that at all i know that's what i was just thinking of just just imagine the condition changing every shot <laughs> no thank you Ooh, no <laughs> i would be i would be out of that bowling alley in, in a heartbeat yeah exactly <laughs> and, and i mean there aren't very many bowling games for the genesis but i really think that this one is probably the best one in terms of both music and in bowling the, the, there are four different characters you can choose from and they all have different abilities which is nice so you can choose a character that has abilities that you want to bowl with so it's like the power bowler the finesse bowler uh one that has uh like the smart bowler which i think is just that they have a you know a higher rate of spin than the other bowlers so there's some good stuff i mean for the 16-bit era this was one of the better bowling games uh if you were looking for a game to play that's on you know, the Genesis or the Super Nintendo. Between this one and Super Bowling, I think Championship Bowling has a few more options and a little bit better control than Super Bowling does, but you can't go wrong with Super Bowling either if you're looking for a good 16-bit title to play. So, for fun, I gave this one a strike. I had a lot of fun with it. I played a whole bunch of games. I just, you know, I basically meant to sit down and play like five frames just to see what the game was about. I ended up playing like three straight games. I just, I had a ball, so I did not want to put it down. Uh, For realism, I gave it a spare because it's got a decent amount of options about what I'd expect from this era, and it was realistic enough that I was impressed over a lot of the newer games that really didn't have any sort of uh, realism at all. And then for the soundtrack, again, I gave it a spare. Some of the tracks are really good, like this title theme, like the one that Legacy Music Hour played. Those are fantastic tracks. Yeah. Uh, some of the other game music is pretty shrill sounding. They use a lot of really high-pitched notes uh, for, like, organ solos and stuff. But, uh, I don't know, just on my particular Genesis model, it was, like, really ear-piercingly 
high. Not not exactly what I would consider good music. So there's there's some good tracks you can pick out of this one, though. Um, I know you didn't play the game, John, but what did you think of at least the music? Yeah, from what I've heard of it, I haven't heard every track, but from what I've heard, I give it a spare. It makes me want to check the game out. Yeah, no, I would definitely recommend picking this one up if you're interested in a good Genesis game. Yeah, it's like happy, happy music. You know, ha- happy tune. You know, just at the beginning where, it, or towards the beginning where it's that, you know, that's just yeah. It feels very sports-like. Like it, you can almost like see like ABC Sports scrolling across the screen to that that kind of a yeah. tune. You know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just imagine, just imagine having that track in for the when PBA bowlers, you know, watching that. Like, <laughs> like you, like you say, just they come out and that's like their intro track. I don't know why I'm doing it like that. Like, yeah, no, I, can I should totally just, see I that. should just, I should just mix it <laughs> instead of doing the. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, man, are you ready for our last track of the night? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, so we started off with the most popular bowling game that just about everyone's played, ending up with one of the most obscure bowling games that not many people have probably played. Uh, this is Bowling Music A from Nestor's Funky Bowling, the Virtual Boy release from 1996. This was composed by Eric Neunemacher and Brent Lambert. See you in a couple minutes, and uh, don't look at the red too long, or else you're going to get a headache. <laughs> Be right back. Welcome back. Time to take a break from the Virtual Boy. That was Bowling Music A from Nestor's Funky Bowling. Came out of the Virtual Boy in 1996, composed by Eric Neunemacher and Brent Lambert. Uh, Yeah, so I have a Virtual Boy, and I do play this game pretty often, and it is a lot of fun. I do have a pretty good time with it. It doesn't have a ton of options, but I really, really like the Virtual Boy sound hardware. Uh, It's just got this nice, rich tone to it. It kind of sounds like a cross between a Game Boy and a TurboGrafx-16 to me. It's somewhere in the middle. I was thinking Game Boy, but, you know, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got a a really high-resolution wavetable synth in it, and it makes a lot of really cool music. And I'm disappointed that it wasn't utilized more. And I hope that... 
uh, now that, you know, Virtual Boy logging and stuff is is available so that we can rip music from emulators and stuff. Um, I'm hoping eventually they start to make some composition tools for the Virtual Boy so some people can start making, like, you know, demo scene music with Virtual Boy hardware. I think that would be really, really cool. Oh, man. I had the awesome. Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff can be done with it. But I really like this track. I think it's just kind of gritty. Yeah, it's good. And like it feels like like a dark alley. I don't know. It's uh it's not really what I would normally hear from a cartoony bowling game featuring Nestor from the uh, Nintendo Power comics, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's just it's cool. I I it's it's uh it's a different feel from most of Nintendo's music and i really enjoyed listening to it so but on the whole not much to say about this game like i said it's got it's got a couple of options uh the main draw for it was that it was in 3d so when you look at the alley it feels like there's a lot of depth um it's got a a screen setup that's very similar to like super bowling or championship bowling where you bowl and then you see like a picture of your character kind of reacting to whatever uh like strike or spare or whatever and they would do little cartoony motions so if you get a gutter ball like Nestor will kind of like make this little like floppy motion and fall to the floor <laughs> or you know he'll raise his arm up in the air and like do a little punch in victory if he's got a strike so it's kind of fun watching the character react to the uh to your different throws um but other than that it doesn't really give you too much in the way of of uh options and stuff so for fun i gave it a spare just for being a fun basic game it's it's one of the better Virtual Boy titles. There are a lot of stinkers in that collection, but this is uh, this is a good playable one. Plus, it's got Nestor, so yeah, it's the only game to feature Nestor. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, for realism, I gave it a split because it's got some basic options, but not much more than choosing your ball weight. There's uh, not a lot in the way of like you know different alleys or anything you can go to. You just basically choose your ball and go bowl. Uh, and for soundtrack, I gave it a spare. I love this particular tune. It's just got this really cool, gritty feel to it. Uh, the rest of the soundtrack is decent, but it's nothing groundbreaking. There are a lot of really, really good Virtual Boy soundtracks out there. This one falls kind of in the middle. It's not terrible, mm-hmm. but it's not super duper awesome. Uh, what do you think of the music, John? Yeah, I'd give it a split, kind of going more closer to a spare. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. decent, but nothing, you know. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not you know spectacular to me but yeah but then again i i haven't heard a ton of virtual boy music and it's not bad by any means you know it's it's maybe it's that it's just you know maybe if i heard more tracks for the virtual boy it kind of grew on me a little bit yeah i'm gonna try to integrate some more virtual boy music just 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 because having one and i have a flash cart for it so i can load up any virtual boy game i want um having that uh, ability to play a lot of these games first person that that not a lot of other people have. I feel like I'd like to add some more Virtual Boy stuff so I can tell people more about some Virtual Boy titles that are worth playing and some soundtracks that are worth listening to. So this will be the first in hopefully a line of good Virtual Boy tracks to play on the VG Embassy. So that being said, that about wraps up our show. John, I had a blast talking about bowling. Thank you so much for being on the show with me. Oh, I had such a good time. It's it's like a dream come true. So I would uh, I'd like to hear everyone listening what your favorite bowling tracks were. If you have some other bowling games that we don't know about that you'd like to share, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash the VG Embassy and uh, leave a post with your favorite bowling game or favorite bowling soundtrack. You can check us out on Discord. So you can head over to the VGEmbassy.com. There is a link to our Discord group at the top of the website page and that'll bring you directly 
to our Discord server, and that is always active with a bunch of really cool people talking about video game music all day long. You can also join our Patreon page from the website as well. And of course, I'd like to thank our Patreon patrons at the tours level, Shoryu Kenny, Cameron Childs, and Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, our VG Emissaries, Chris Murray, Chris Myers, Donovan Orofino, Ben the Dyad Dishman, one Mr. John Jekyll, thank you very much. That's me. Chris Steenerson, Jordan Worma from the Table to Stage podcast, and our audio attache members, Cameron Worma, Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, and Scott McElhone, and the VG Ambassador, our patron saint of VGM podcasts, Alex, the messenger, messenger. The messenger. Thank you guys so much for your support. We really, really appreciate it. And as always, I'd like to thank Indira for the art and Trevin Hughes, a.k.a. Dread, for the podcast theme song. So once more, thank you so much, John, for hanging out with me tonight oh, and my checking pleasure. out some bowling games. Uh, we'll think about a theme to have you on again for another episode of the VG Embassy. I have a couple things in mind. Yeah, good. Excellent. So we'll work on that and we'll have you back pretty soon. And as always, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back in another two weeks with a super cool episode of the VG Embassy. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>